Daniel Craig has said that he will not be James Bond again. I mean, never say never again. See what I did there? There you go. Pretty clever, huh? Uh, But nonetheless, he has said that he would rather slash his wrists, that's his quote, than play the role. So we can probably then assume that Daniel Craig truly is out of the mix for future James Bond roles. Yet, plans, as they always are, are in the works for the next James Bond movie. That is, we know that. That's like the turning of the seasons. A new James Bond movie will be coming up after the last one. So who is going to be James Bond? Well, rumors are that a guy named Jamie Bell could get it. Now, you may not know that name. Last time you probably saw him on film, he was a kid playing Billy Elliot, you know, the ballet dancing boy. Uh, He's now in the mix for this. Also, a guy named Damian Lewis, who you probably are a little more familiar with. He's in Homeland. He was in uh, Band of Brothers. He was the leader in Band of Brothers. But a really intriguing possibility has popped up the other day. Jillian Anderson, you know, from X-Files, has publicly said she is throwing her hat in the her hat in the ring to try and get the role. She wants to be a female James Bond, Jane Bond, some people are saying that we would be looking at. And she's not the only one. There's someone else whose name is eluding me right now, another woman who just in the last day or so said, I want to be in as well. So even when we're going through all this talk about gender bending and people using other bathrooms and everything else and fluid gender. Are we ready? Do we want to have a female James Bond? Could James Bond, the most manly, it seems, of characters be played by a woman? Murray Gillespie is the Murray Gillespie is the managing editor of James Bond Canada. He is uh, described as the biggest Bond fan in this country. And you know what? Having looked at your website, Murray, I will actually believe that. I will endorse you as the largest James Bond fan in Canada. Thanks for doing this tonight. No problem, Scott. Happy to be with you again. So let's go right to that question. Let's not even go through the song and dance here. Could James Bond work as a woman? Mm, Let's be absolutely clear. No. (laughs) <laughs> didn't take a long that was about a half a second for you to get that out why well, not no va- no vacillating you know it just it's just no why well i i think it has something to do with the longevity of the franchise in itself and remember the source material that this comes from right this is ian fleming's james bond novels and there's nothing to be said that uh, a woman can't take a man's role and vice versa, and that, uh, you know, actors should have great opportunities. But I think it's, uh, I mean, for me anyway, it's uh, it's much more of a purist nature towards the, the approach of Bond, whether it's an action flick with, like, Angelina Jolie and Salt, or whether it's uh, the Lara Croft, you know, that kind of stuff. There are great uh, opportunities for, for female lead characters out there, and I don't think they need to reboot franchise. So all this hype about who's going to be the next Bond, I mean, it always happens as soon as the last Bond movie ends before the next one, you know, gets started. And many people may not know this, but Daniel Craig has already signed the contract for the next Bond. He has. So so he's not going to slit his wrists after all. Well, the contract is signed, but it's a studio option. Okay. So if he says no, he has to buy himself out of the contract. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and that's been, uh, you know, there have been a few interviews out there. Uh, there was one with a great uh, partner website uh, from a friend of mine named Marcos, uh, James Bond Brazil. 
and he was lucky enough to go and get a set visit uh, in Mexico City when they were filming Spectre. And there's been a few interviews done with Daniel where he's, you know, already said, look, you know, the contract is there. I'm already contracted in for the next movie. So all this hype is really, you know, for naught until such a time as we hear an official statement that, no, he's not doing it. And then, of course, the, the, the hype will ramp up again about, uh, okay, who are they going to, to pick next? All right, so the New York Post, uh, I believe in today's paper, it was either today or yesterday, wrote, here's a quote, that's because Bond, why it has to be a man, by the way, that's because Bond is first and foremost about masculinity. He's manliness concentrate. He's practically a parody of dudedom. That's his raison d'etre. And so I'm looking uh, and seeing all the uh, seeing Murray all these other roles. We've got Ghostbusters now coming out as a female version of the Ghostbusters. We're seeing all kinds of other twists on things. But you and New York Post clearly, we are too. What is it? We're, we we've got it too far burned into our psyche that James Bond is a man to change it now. Exactly. Exactly. That it just doesn't make sense about- at this point. We're not talking about even something like Pirates of the Caribbean, who it's been around now, let's say, you know, maybe 10 years, I guess, since the, the first film. We're talking about something that's been around for 50 years. So people who are, you know, older and remember the young James Bond and they saw one of their, you know, first Bond movies at the age of 15 in the 1960s, you have an entire range of people from, you know, 10 to 100 who still enjoy the, the longevity of the Bond franchise and everyone has, you know, great memories associated with seeing their first Bond film. So you can't just reinsert something to, to reinvent it just because it's time. With the Ghostbusters thing, I mean, God, they're doing Spider-Man again. Like, how many times do they have to reboot Spider-Man? You know what I mean? At first it was the whole Tobey Maguire series, and then, you know, the, the I forget the next fellow, uh, uh, forget his name, but he did, like, you know, two or three, the one with uh, Jamie Foxx. Andrew Garfield, is that the name? Uh, yes, that James, yeah, James Garfield. That's Garfield, right. And yeah, now yeah. they're, you know, and now they're going to redo Spider-Man again. So what? Now we've had, you know, what twelve Spider-Man movies in the last fifteen years with three different actor movies. I mean, how many times do you have to redo something like that? But, but you would also say if you're going to use the Spider-Man example, if they were going to insert a female lead into that, I'm guessing they wouldn't call it Spider-Man. They would call it Spider-Woman, and it would be a different character. And it would be probably a huge hit at the box office. I mean, people like uh, uh, offshoots and spin-offs and stuff. And uh, I, I just don't think that uh, it, it's just not believable for me. Or I think, uh, you know, maybe the average fan might go and see it as a lark. But I, I think most uh, fans of the James Bond franchise, you know, expect James Bond, not well, Jane Bond. And, no, and, and you know what? I mean, I do agree with you on this point. Not that it's a sexist thing. Not that we can't enjoy, as you said a moment ago, watching women in dramatic or action roles because we've seen them and they've there have been some great ones but we i'm thinking probably we're not going to remake wonder woman as a guy because that is a character that is inherently female and we've known that now for decades and that seems to be the same with james bond Exactly, and I think people, uh, I think people latch on to the Bond franchise as, uh, you know, as kind of a beacon in sort of, you know, leading the pack in changing these types of roles. But I think that's because if you try to think back and go, hmm, what other movie franchise has been around other than Bond for fifty years? Well, none. Yeah, so, it's a, a good point. You know, so if you if you even take the Star Wars saga. Would people buy uh, a Luke Skywalker that was, you know, uh, uh, a Lucretia Skywalker? You know, it's, it's a character that has been put in the minds of people so uh, it's so ingrained that if you try and do a, a little tweak 
behind. But if you try and do a switch up, you're going to lose that fan base, and and chances are it's just not, not going to come out as good because that that masculinity that you described and that suave debonair, you know, he's a he's an assassin. You know, James Bond is not a nice fellow. You know, you might want to play cards with him, but certainly don't drink with him. He's he's a ruthless, brutal British agent, misogynist, and 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 uh, just you know, right up there with the the highbrow, stiff upper lip British hitman for hire. Is the Bond franchise healthy? Because that uh, and financially, I mean, because ultimately that would seem to be what would drive this. If the Bond franchise is healthy and making money, why change? If the Bond franchise is bleeding and slipping, well, we now need to do something crazy to try and shake it up and get people to come back out to the theaters. Right. And I, and I, and I certainly don't think that, uh, that that's the case. And, you know, we did mention that, uh, sure, the franchise has been around for 50 years, but we, we know that, like the, the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it goes through many hands of many studios, many executives, many actors, people try it for roles. But the Bond franchise is, you know, very closely, you know, held and controlled by one family. And it has been for 50 years. You know, Cubby Broccoli and, and Harry Saltzman were together and brought up the early ones. Um, Harry Saltzman left, and then Cubby did them all. And now it's in, the, you know, the hands of uh, his daughter and, uh, and uh, her brother, Michael G. Wilson. So it, this isn't just like, uh, you know, putting out a, a Ghostbusters or the next m- installment in the Marvel franchise. This is their, their baby, their family. And their, do they get say in this? Would they actually have the last say in who gets hired? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Every every decision that happens like that goes through Eon Productions, and even if the studios, you know, they say let's say that Craig doesn't come back from a new one, and Eon chooses a an unknown uh, MGM or the studio who distributes the studio in this case Sony um, might say, well, we want to go with someone you know a little more known. They still get final say, and and it's in very good hands. Casino Royale was an amazing uh, sort of origin story for Daniel Craig. Character development in Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, you know, the billion-dollar bond at the year of the 50th anniversary of the franchise, and that blend of the old and the new, and, you know, Judy Dench uh, dying, and uh, now we have Ray Fiennes in the new one. And, uh, you know, Spectre was a cold burn awesome James Bond entry in the series is a, just a great, great spy thriller. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the franchise is in great hands. And whether they choose a new Bond or not, it's still going to be a, a great film. We're looking forward to Bond 25. Murray, could James Bond be anything other than a British white guy? I mean, honestly, could, could it be an American, African-American guy? Or again, are we talking about this is such an image that we have of James Bond that really it's nonsensical even to start playing with it. Let's just go with what everybody knows and expects. Well, I'm glad you said that, you know, because obviously there's a, a for, for, let's say, North America, we're much more used to uh, North American actors. And, you know, sure, there are great British stars, would be Helen Mirren, Anthony Hopkins, etc. But a lot of British movies, you know, uh, sail by the American audience. And there are a lot of stars and actors over there that we don't necessarily know that well. You mentioned, uh, you know, a couple, um, you know, Nicholas Holt, who <laughs> the last time we saw him, he was a kid as well. He was in uh, About a Boy. And uh, he just did a great movie called uh, uh, Kill Your Friends, and uh, he's been mentioned in there, and Dominic Cooper. But you can't have James Bond as an American. I mean, it just it just wouldn't fly, because unless he's trying to put on a really, you know, drawn British accent, if he's at all recognizable, the first thing people are going to say, well, that's not James Bond. He's not British. Now, mind you, they've had a Welshman and an Australian and et cetera, but they can, they can sort of squeak by because they have that sort of British edge. 
I don't think uh, skin color or your nationality makes any difference to to the role you're trying to to play. But uh, I don't think they would buy an American as as James Bond. I don't think they would buy an African American as James Bond or a woman or a, or a, uh, a little person. It's just that size, stature, and caricature of James Bond that we always see: tall, British, white in the tux, and only so many people can pull that off. I mean, more people have, you know, flown in space and landed on the moon than have played James Bond. There have only been six of them, so uh, it's just, a pretty exclusive club. i got to let you go, but uh, just before I do, who was the best one? Oh, Sean Connery, of course. Not even a question? No. <laughs> uh, Murray Gillespie is, again, the managing editor of James Bond Canada. What is the uh, URL, what's the address for your website if someone wanted to go check it out? People can find us at jamesbondcanada.com. Very simple, jamesbondcanada.com. It's a cool website if uh, if you want to go check that out. I'd prefer you do it after the show, but please, after the show, go check it out. Drive up his, uh, his clicks there. Murray, really appreciate the time today. Thanks so much. No problem, Scott.